talked about the silence of loneliness and what you can do to grow and expand your life in the process and the season of isolation and loneliness. Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. Growing Through Grief is a weekly sprinkle of education and inspiration to help you take action that leads to personal freedom and greatness. I share powerful conversations with grief experts, spiritual advisors, and other courageous souls in this transformational podcast. I believe with the right support and the power of community, you can eliminate unnecessary prolonged grief. I'm here to teach you how to normalize, recognize, and use grief as a growth tool. I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Growing Through Grief podcast. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. So if you've been listening lately, you know that I've been having conversations solo as well as with guests doing a series on loneliness. We're doing a series on loneliness, and I provided some tips and Hopefully a deeper understanding on why anyone would choose loneliness, isolation, and separation. So in this episode, the conversation continues. But here's the difference in terms of what will happen during this conversation. I actually spoke with both men and women, and I asked them the exact question. Why are you choosing to be alone? locked up, not literally locked up, in your home and disconnected from the world. And many of those men and women are ready for love and intimacy, but yet they feel safer staying disconnected and lonely for their partner. Now, no, I'm not going to be doing a hookup here. The conversation is not intended to talk about intimacy between partners, love partners, but the conversation is intended to provide a deeper understanding of why anyone, why you, if this is you, why would you choose being alone versus getting connected in community with others? It is my intention to have an inspirational conversation. I hope what I share here will inspire you and warm your lonely heart. If your heart is lonely, not everybody is listening. I'm just making the assumption that if you are listening, you either know someone who's lonely that you're wanting to support or your heart is lonely. So we're talking about the silence of loneliness. There's a silence in being alone. Yet, it's filled with noise. 
the noise of mental chatter, the noise of unwanted emotions. You may be screaming and asking yourself, when will I be seen? When will I be noticed? And the silence and the noise coupled together seem to want to eat you up from the inside. They seem to be winning because you can't stop it. You try, but you just can't seem to stop the noise. And if you're being honest with yourself, would you admit that the noise may be coming from your insecurities, your sadness, and oh yes, loneliness? That noise is vibrating from an aching heart. And you would like to be able to trust people enough to connect to them. You want people to just see you, to understand you. You want people to make it easy for you to connect to them. A little self-disclosure here. When I feel lonely, it's like the universe, God, source, creator, is wanting to transform something inside of me. There's this nudging. There's something about it that wants me to be someone different than who I think I am, who I think I am in the moment. There's this nudging to be with an awareness that's whispering inside, whispering sweet noise. Noise like, there's more to do, Diana. There's more to be, Diana. There's more for you to become. Get out. Get clarity on what it is. Get busy doing and being that. What about you? If the same is true for you, meaning there's an awareness inside of you that's whispering softly, guiding you gently to something different, something higher and greater than your current experiences. Certainly greater than being alone, isolated, and separated from the world. What will you do? Here's a noble thought. Yes, noble, but it's hard for most of us. What about being vulnerable? What about vulnerability? What about allowing this period of isolation and loneliness to deepen your level of vulnerability? There can be no authentic you, the real you, without vulnerability. If there's no vulnerability, you may be simply numbing the truth of who you are. The older I get, the more curious I'm becoming. The more I learn about myself, the more shifts and waves of joy sweep over my life, over my body, over my mind, within my heart. What if you decide, just like me, to let go of whatever narrative you're holding inside? 
And you know that narrative's keeping you locked up and arm's length from happiness. What if you don't try to hog loneliness and keep it all to yourself? What if you share it with a special someone? What if you move away from what is, in this case, we're talking about loneliness, and just get curious about what can be. Curiosity, I did a little research on the word. It simply means to open your heart. A lot of you have closed your hearts, but what if you open your heart to the possibilities that are waiting to be born, that are waiting to be created? so that you're no longer valuing the negative thoughts so much. You just can't seem to open your mouth and speak about those noises. You're suffering alone in silence. And maybe vulnerability is not your thing. What if the words come to your mouth, but you just choke on them? What if you're just too afraid? What if you're thinking, I'm not putting myself out there again because the hurt is too much. The risk is too high. The hurt of not being understood, the pain of rejection. So those noises, they just keep taunting and taunting you over and over and over. Now, I know many of you have a lot of friends and family members. I've heard the stories, but even sometimes they just don't get you. They don't understand you. And you're tired of trying to explain to them who you are. So then one day you quit trying to make them understand and you close the gates to your heart. And then you might begin to think, maybe something really is wrong with me. What is that? It's more noise. The noises come out again. They're taunting you. And then there comes a time when finally the noises get so loud that you become one with them. Then it's just radio silence. You're stuck in your own silent chaos. So now I realize the theme here is about silence and loneliness, right? But I'm talking a lot about the noise. Aloneness can be filled with a lot of noise. Loneliness, just like grief, it's an emotion and it's not very silent. So what can you do? So here are a few things that I would like to share about myself. It was in communities that I learned three very important things about myself. Number one, I had never realized my desire to be seen until I was not seen. 
And it happened over and over and over and over again. On the job, in groups, I didn't show up the way people thought I should show up. Maybe I was quiet or not as vocal as they thought I should be. So I was overlooked. I was not seen. Number two, I never knew what it felt like to have real genuine support from others until I received sincere, genuine, trusting, non-judgmental support from my BIPOC sisters. And being in that community with my BIPOC sisters continued to be a space where I can just be me. That's what we will all want, right? Acceptance to just be who we are, where you can be vulnerable, where you can grow and elevate to your highest and greatest self without pressure and judging. Now, those are just two of the experiences, although opposite of each other, but these experiences led me to a deeper sense of curiosity. Remember, curiosity is just opening your heart. So I love embracing curiosity and opening my heart to people, places, and things that will lead me to a, a sense of freedom. Freedom in my heart, freedom of mind, freedom to stay conscious, freedom from the old noise so that I can hear the new noise, the new ideas, the new vision. I can hear the sounds of birds chirping. Notice I'm saying sounds of birds chirping, sounds of your favorite music, sounds versus noises. Curiosity will pique opportunities to listen more closely to those words of encouragement that are coming from others. Freedom from sadness. Sometimes that sadness is followed by tears, constant tears. But here's the thing. Those tears are there to teach you something. Tears are there to cleanse your soul. Those tears represent compassion and action. So what else can you do while you're choosing to be in a season of loneliness? I hear people talking about freedom. I just spoke about freedom. Freedom from what? Freedom from racism, freedom from poverty, freedom, freedom, freedom. What about freedom from yourself? I'm talking about that self that's seeking to be free from the bondage of the past. Now, yes, some of this you create it for yourself. And some of your past was passed on to you from your ancestors. So here's what I have to say about freedom. Regardless of how you feel about your past or the things that you haven't been able to release so far, here's what I have to say. If you want freedom, think, feel, and take actions that lead to freedom. Okay, I hear you. You're asking, what does that look like? 
Does it simply means creating that freedom through your thoughts, your feelings, and the actions you're taking? So what are your thoughts? What are your emotions? What are the actions that you're taking? You already know my number one way to create freedom for yourself. Why in a season of loneliness, right? To me, it starts with choosing to heal your stuff. The greatest reward to healing your stuff is you don't pass your stuff on to the next generation. The next generation who will inherit the earth. So you also may be asking, how do I heal my stuff? And what stuff are you talking about? I'm talking about that stuff that's painful, that stuff that's repetitive, that stuff that's holding you back in a way from connecting with yourself and others. And here's a simple how, a simple how to heal your stuff. Simply decide to compassionately, yeah, compassionately inquire into whatever shows up for you in any given moment. You want to constantly check in with yourself. Ask yourself questions like, who are you being versus who would you like to be? Who would you be without the past running your life? Who would you be without that victim card? Who would you be if you allowed yourself to be free of the past? Allowing, not resisting the past. Who would you be if you gave those parts of yourself that is still sad, angry, feeling shame, guilt, grieving, worried? Who would you be if you gave those parts of yourself a safe place to express themselves? Who would you be if you continually ask yourself and seek to clarify, where do I belong? Which community do I belong in? Who am I seeking to attract in my life? So, yep, what if you spend your season of loneliness on an exploration of identity and belonging? And don't forget to tap into the power of vulnerability. Because if you're not being vulnerable, you're numbing parts of yourself. If you're numbing the grief and the guilt and the anger, the sadness, you're also numbing the joy, the peace, and the happiness. So understand the price of not being vulnerable. And oh yes, remember, if you're carrying a specific story around like me, related to the loss of a loved one, abandonment, rejection, isolation, separation, grief. You can shift that story. Make up another story. 
that serves you well, that doesn't hurt you. The number one type of loneliness is very universal, and it is emotional loneliness. I just spoke about some of those emotions. Grief, guilt, shame, anger. So what do you do if you're struggling with emotional loneliness? What do you do with those parts you're carrying inside of you? that have likely caused you to step out of life with others. And now you're alone and you're isolated. Vulnerability will require you to be vulnerable. And you may be able to numb emotions with substances and other things. You can selectively numb unpleasant emotions. But remember in that numbing, you are numbing joy happiness in the process. You are wired for struggle. You are imperfect, but you're worthy of love and belonging. Believe that. Know that. Know that you are enough. Take a pause just on that. There's silence in the pause. There are profound messages in the pause. Pause and be with the emotional loneliness. Whatever emotions come up for you, allow them. Don't resist them. Be with them, yet don't become them. So consistently grab hold of your breakthroughs from one moment to the next. Aren't you tired of not feeling your feelings? I knew I lived most of my young life and some of my adult life in aloneness. You know the statement. I don't trust these people. I'm fine by myself. Meaning you have no real relationships outside of maybe your children, your siblings, your spouse. I learned a lot about myself during that season. So here's the third thing that I learned about myself over the years. I never realized how much I craved, desired, wanted and deserved Community until I experience community, safe communities, a community of authentic connections where I'm seen, I'm heard, and I'm cared for. Why would you not be willing to heal and allow freedom for yourself, freedom for the next generation, freedom to experience yourself? through others. Why not? I talked about the silence of loneliness and what you can do to grow and expand your life in the process and the season of isolation and loneliness. Give your loneliness a purpose. I spoke about vulnerability and its importance. And I also shared how I moved from loneliness to connections with many, many, many women that I trust fully. I hear your stories over and over again. Stories of how lonely you are. How you believe no one cares about you. I used to tell myself the exact same thing. No one cares about me. 
If I don't do it, it'll never get done. Now, guess what happened? I attracted so many opportunities to prove myself right. And I believe it was because of that the mindset that I was embracing that I attracted those people in my life. Lots of takers. I attracted people who didn't care about protecting my heart. But they're no, that's no longer true for me. It's because of great loving communities that I am doing what I am doing now. Speaking to people like you on this podcast, bringing thousands of women together in a safe space where they can just be themselves. That's why I created the Compassionate Heart Community, a community on an exploration journey of identity and belonging for everyone an all-inclusive community of women, black, brown, white, biracial, gay, lesbian. And it's really quite nice to experience, to be in the space with these beautiful souls. What about you? If you're even slightly interested in joining us, reach out. Let's chat about it. It may or may not be the place or the space for you. But let's have the conversation. So there you have it. Another episode. I hope you receive something in this conversation that loved on your heart with great, great gentleness. Thank you for listening. I'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.